0: But, you know, it's daylight savings. <laughs> Queensland just can't get with the program.
1: No, no, no. In Brisbane, it would be fine. But Queensland is such a wide state.
0: The- it should be two states. Just north of Mackay, it really should just be cut loose and, and maybe drifted out as a... Maybe it could replace the Great Barrier Reef. <laughs> With over 25 years in the field, Cryer Malt have been bringing you the world's best local and imported malts. They are your premium brewing partner, and they are proud supporters of this. And this is Good Brews Week, and I am your host, Pete Mitchum, and he is Matt Kierkegaard. G'day, Matt. G'day, Pete. How are you? Very well. I'm particularly well this Why week, I have to say. Well, I don't spend a lot of time on social media platforms um, for a lot of reasons, but um, when I do, I there are certain things that I guess, obviously my uh, feed in both Twitter and Facebook is fairly heavily, you know, brewery orientated. And it, um, it occurred to me this week, uh, there was, I guess a tale of two cities is not putting too fine a point on it. And at the risk of, you know, bringing in a a literary, um, illusion, uh, that's illusion with an A for those playing brews News bingo, um, noticed a couple of posts on some other, um, popular thing where, where things just, it just went silly, and just, and I just, and I just kind of despaired. And then I clicked on our Radio Brews news page, and a good friend of the program, James Davidson, has thrown in a couple of memes. <laughs> and uh, I had to say, it really, it, it the the juxtaposition just really tickled me because here was, uh, I, I guess, our our followers, our listeners, our readers, showing that it. it Beer, you know, drink it responsibly, but don't take it too seriously is is a T-shirt that they'd be happy to proudly wear. Yep. Um, But that doesn't mean we have to take everything so seriously. You know, we're we're not just news. We're not just opinion. We're not just views. We – part of that is saying, yeah, beer can elicit lots of different responses. And memes have almost become memes of themselves. Is that – I don't know if that if that's how they work. It, it's he, a low-hanging fruit quite often. Every now and then you
1: will see one that does make you chuckle, but by and large they're the low-hanging fruit.
0: Yeah, but the fact that he had kind of, I guess, yeah, and yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, mommy little prick, don't think I didn't see the sneaky one that was, you know, I had to open the full thing to see, having a bit of a crack at me. Uh, but for many of our uh, our loyal respondents, uh, threw in some gifs of their own. Um to all, all memes of their own, uh, which I, I – and, I, look, I just I just thought I would mention it, uh, and to the smartasses out there who said, oh, you know, well done, Pete. You know, the old man's, you know, discovered uh, – what did you say? Pete discovered Jiffy this week.
1: Yeah, well, it, it, it just happened that James posted that in the week that, uh, you know, we've exchanged a couple of texts getting ready for the podcast, and yours, oh, and I yours were loaded – um, okay. yeah, we're, were laden with um, – gifts
0: because the kids have taught you how to use your iphone yeah good on you okay fair enough no 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 <laughs> I'll, uh, i will wear that uh, with a, a, as a badge of pride um and, and just while we're on the um, the topic of the the facebook group page um trev burks i thought that was a, an absolute spanker um he was uh, where was he at uh, at the in-laws pub uh, which is uh up bendigo way uh, drinking a Holgate pail and end up chatting to Merle. She's drinking a Guinness, and I suggested she try a golden stout time for something different. She then tells me she met this bloke, Peter, in Perth during the America's Cup, so 1983, who started Matilda Bay. She lived in Fitzroy and drank redback at the Loaded Dog. Happy was, Friday. Was – 83, wasn't that the year that we won in Oh, sorry, US? yes, that was when we won. It was so 87, 87, yeah. Would have been, yes, when it was in Fremantle. So, yes, yeah, quite right. Uh, so Matilda that, Bay would have Bay been or three years in at that point. Um, But I just thought, how cool is that, that, um, A, we've got – and look, you know, shout out to Merle. I'm sure she won't mind me saying she – just in the photo, she looks a little bit older than Trev, for example. (laughs) Um, But, you know, and and she's drinking Guinness. But not only – you know, I know growing up, you know, if you suggested to somebody of that vintage uh, back then, oh, you should try this other beer, you know, Scorn would be – poured upon you from a bucket from a great height because it was sort of like, well, no, this is, this is what I drink. It really does show, I think, how um, attitudes have changed towards trying new things to being open to um, other brands and breweries and that sort of thing. And presumably, I, I look, knowing Trev, I'm sure the uh, element of, in, of independence would have, would have come up as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, it,
1: it, I, you know, I guess that is the the, the thing. And the, the thing that uh, quite apart from enjoying that, you know, story um, and, you know, welcome to the uh, to to the group, uh, Trev. But it was really nice. Uh, and, and I don't know how social like I don't know how Facebook really works, but it seems to be a new initiative um, designed to encourage um, participation in these sorts of groups. But uh, he's been given a rising star award Um so it's almost like the gamification, uh, like Untapped, where you get you know a million. You know, every beer you have, you basically get a badge for something. Um, but yeah, so he was he was given a rising star on the back of uh, on the back of that. So obviously he had some good
0: um, engagement. Engagement, I think is what the young kids call. It. Yeah. So look, anyway, uh, enough of that. We'll get into the news now. But I just thought I'd, I'd just mention that because it was. Uh, it was just, I don't know, it just really illustrated, I guess, what I love about doing what we do, but the fact that we've, uh, you know, added this element of the of the Facebook group um, page into it and just this week, yeah, just seeing just the, the stark difference between, I guess, when you've got a, a smaller, more engaged group. It, it's obviously, and look, we're blessed, I think, Matt, that, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to manage and to admin um, than a lot of other groups are. Um, but I think it just says a lot about... Um, uh the way we do things and the way that um our listeners and readers respond yeah and look you know I, I think it's probably enough
1: about us uh, for this for the start of the podcast but it, th- that's what we try and do like we we don't try and like we don't want to have a 50,000 member um group it's for people that want to use it people who want to chat people have got something to say we don't want to just have people there um chipping in and Things like that. So, anyway, yeah. Um, thank, yeah. Th- thank you to
0: those who have joined the uh, Facebook group. But um, let's get on with the news and stop talking about ourselves. We shall. Now, first of all, Matt, um, the IBD conference is coming to Perth in 2020. Yes, mate. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know
1: whether a lot of small brewers, you know, the, the smaller brewers would be aware of the IBD. It's the
0: Institute of Brewing and Distilling. I would say most of them would be, but wouldn't think that it's relevant to them.
1: Yeah, it's for it's seen as being part of the bigger um, brewers, but uh, absolutely not. And uh, you know, I I think um, in past years they've probably targeted their programs a little bit more at the um, more mechanized, industrialized end of the uh, brewing spectrum. But on one hand, craft brewers have grown you know, a lot of craft brewers, as we'll discuss in the news, have grown to the stage that they're big enough to actually avail themselves of some of these techniques um, that some of the bigger brewers use. But also the IBD has absolutely changed its focus to look at brewing in all of its forms and being a much more inclusive um, organisation. So yeah, so they're, so their they're six conven- convention and exhibition... Um, is in Perth next year, um, and the last time it was held in Perth in 19, was in 1998, and that's actually a great thing for not just for Perth um, because it is a little bit isolated and can be hard for you know for events to go there. Um, but conversely, IBD going to Perth gives a lot of East Coast brewers who maybe haven't had a chance to or an excuse to get across to the Western Capital to you know, go over and check it out and essentially write it off as a uh, as a work trip. That's a business expense. It's a business yeah. expense, absolutely. And uh, yeah, so the convention will see the integration of craft, large-scale brewing and distilling running through the entire convention program. Um, and the site for registrations is now open and the early bird is available until the 30th of November. So you've pretty much got a month to get that in and that offers a $100 discount. A $100 discount,
0: which yeah. is pretty... Pretty decent. And you touched on it, Matt. Um, interesting that the theme of the convention is connectivity. Yep. So the oh, aim is to, to bring all participants from every aspect of the industry together. And I think, too, you know, it's one of those things where we can learn a lot. You know, there are distillers there. Uh, there are big brewers there. But at the end of the day, it's we're all running a business. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's the, lots of elements outside of the you know the technical side of, of brewing. Um that can be a, a big advantage and I wouldn't be surprised. i would be interested to hear from our listeners. I think there's a lot of brewers now who have done like the, uh, the entry level, the IBD certification uh, course.
1: Yeah, look, a, a lot of brewers are getting into it. Um, if you're lucky enough to have gone up through the big house um, or the big houses, that's who they tend to get their skilling through because it's such Training a, through, yeah. yeah, and it's, it's a recognised qualification. Um, Cooper's recently announced that five of their um, staff had graduated. Um, so yeah, so it's it's increasingly something that uh, brewers are, are looking to. So if, if you're looking to upgrade your skills and get something, you know, get a, a qualification that is uh, internationally recognised, then
0: uh, head across
1: to the IBD conference in
0: Perth. Now that yeah, was we'll uh, have we'll have a link to the. Um, the registration and ticket portal in the show notes? In the show notes, absolutely. yes. Uh, So
1: It's it's a little bit long, so we we will uh, link to it in the show notes. But if you're listening to this on your phone or whatever, it'll be in the show notes as well. So anyway, um, and and that that, that was not quite as seamless as some of our other ads, but it's a very important one. So we wanted to make sure that, you know, um, we'll we'll probably be a little bit more lighthearted about it in coming weeks, but it it is an important uh, event and uh, we highly commend it to our listeners.
0: That's Particularly since we know from personal experience that some of our listeners are tight asses, so we thought we'd throw in the um, you get a hundred dollar discount by um, doing the early bird booking. I'll tell you it's not so, tight.
1: Uh, some you. of our listeners that have been uh, jumping on and um, contributing um, to you know just a couple of dollars a month, so uh, thank you to them as
0: well. We do thank you. Uh, also, making news this week, Matt. Uh, now, Melbourne Spring, three days this week of uh, plus thirty. Degree temperature, I know that's oh, that's nothing, you know, for you guys up there. But um, it certainly made um, the uh, beer drinking and the you know the the lawn mowing and all that sort of thing. You're you're far more appreciative of a beer, Uh, but also having had the uh, the annual checkup. Uh, and you know, when you get the blood test back and you get liver functions up a little bit. How are you going with your <laughs> AFDs? And I'm going, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. We're we're yeah, AFD in. Yep, yep, no, no, we're working hard to Yeah, okay. No, I'm I'm not doing as well as I probably could do. But it did occur to me that um some of the beer that I've been getting into is mid strength. I still haven't quite cracked the non alcoholic. But I guess I because it, what's been holding me back is that, well, yeah, but no independent brewers are a uh, making low alcohol or non-alcoholic beer. The boys out of Brick Lane say, Prof, hold my beer. Um, (laughs) They're about to join the country's major brewers in brewing an alcohol-free beer contributing to a market segment that is becoming increasingly accessible to smaller brewers.
1: Yeah, look, and we've looked at Heineken Zero and actually I'll I'll put up a thing about Heineken Zero just as a companion to this podcast was a chat that I had with uh, their brewer because I had a bit of a go at them early in the year or this time last year where they were being a little bit secretive about... Because um, the bottle actually records much higher sugar, significantly higher carbs and sugars than a regular um, Heineken. And uh, I wanted to find out a little bit more about the process um, behind it um, because, you know, that's what we do as journalists. You know, we're not just here to shill the product um, or just put out there, it's, it's got no alcohol. Um, but. The, the big brewers tend to use you know very expensive um you know like million two million dollar equipment that enables them to flash off the um alcohol under vacuum it's not in you know not in the hands of even a, a large small brewer like brick lane but then there are a whole lot of yeast um options uh, such as uh um although there was one linked in in the show notes microbial was the way Paul described it that you know the, the, the yeast actually does the work or in this case doesn't do the work um, and so there are some techniques to, to make it so yes it, it's great to see that the, the beers are there um, I have to say prof I'm still not convinced on the on a huge penetration for alcohol-free beers in Australia um, I know that people pointing to some European markets um, and even Canada where the where it's gone uh, got, gotten a significant chunk, um, but then I was also reading. I can't remember which country it was whether it was the UK or um, one of the other European countries that had had a big start, pretty much like we've seen in Australia, where there's been a off a zero base a big jump. But then it suddenly hits a plateau because the whilst the idea is good and there's a lot of uh, excitement to it, um, you know, countries that have a good mid-strength market. You can still
0: have a beer that's probably got that little bit yeah. more flavor. Um, yeah, I was going to say, is that almost uh law of unintended consequences? It, people go and try it because they go, well, actually, I'm starting to enjoy um, mid strength beer. I'll try one of these Not, I've got a bit. Yeah, it was okay. But actually, I now appreciate more the lower mid strength. Uh, yeah, mid-strength.
1: yeah and, and I think, you know, like I, for, for me, um, you know, <laughs> since, since we got back from the US, um, I've uh you know had a, quite a few um AFDs I've been sort of trying to just break that habit of the constant low-level um drinking and I've also been you know taking pack you know packing myself salads so I don't want to go into my personal life too much but uh doing a little bit of exercise so I've actually put on weight so
0: uh <laughs> I, 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 I See, all that walking to and from the fridge because for those that don't know Matt, <laughs> Matt's got a, a beer fridge that's uh, down in the basement, in the um, in the garage as well. So you probably there's a couple of thousand steps a day you're not getting by not going down to the beer fridge.
1: Maybe, um, but yeah. So, but anyway, if 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 I was looking, if I was concerned about the calories or you know the the alcohol. Um, I'd be looking at something, you know, I would just drink water, um, you know, because as I've become aware of what I've been drinking in terms of beer, I've also been thinking, well, you know, I have three or four coffees a day and even though I don't necessarily put sugar in it, you know, there's, you know, the milk and those sorts of things. So, you know, maybe I should cut back on coffee and instead of, you know, if I just want to be sipping something when I'm working, just have a water because that's got, you know, that's rehydrating, it's got no Um, empty calories so when i do have a beer i I can actually enjoy the full flavor of beer but you know that's me and as we've discussed in the past there's a lot of use cases for people who maybe do want um to be seen drinking a beer and not have to justify themselves. And that's a little bit sad that that's our culture, that if you're not drinking, there is a, like an a, assumption made. But anyway, yep. I'm sure that would uh, Public service
0: announcement. I did find too when I was doing the man challenge that I learned uh, that the body doesn't necessarily uh, differentiate between hunger and thirst. So if you're kind of feeling hungry rather than going and grabbing a handful of chips or uh, muesli bar whatever, if you have a glass of water, that can actually sometimes sate the... Okay, that's fine. We, we've got a bit of fullness now. We can move on. Um, so, yeah, drinking water, not a bad thing. Absolutely. So, anyway, but, yeah, um, no,
1: very exciting to see that uh, for those who do want it, um, they'll soon be able to have some uh, craft beer independent. I was just... Actually, Prof, just talking about um, independence, did you celebrate Independence Day?
0: Uh, I did. I had a beer at 2 o'clock. An independent beer.
1: In An independent beer? Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, I, I wasn't I wasn't able to get out to any uh, like official um, gathering or function or anything like that. Unfortunately, uh, family commitments sort of got in the way. But that's you know the life of a, a family of three girls on a Saturday at this end of the year. Exactly. There you go. So anyway, so move, moving on. Uh, ABAC rules on little fat lamb and Pirate Life complaints. A complaint that a social media post by Pirate Life Brewing links drinking and a inverted commas, high-risk activity has been upheld by ABAC this week. The ruling was in relation to an Instagram post on its company page, which the complainant argued showed a photo which creates a connotation between drinking and swimming in the open water. Uh, in the other rulings, a 16-year-old apparently complained to the watchdog that an advertisement for products available at Zone Liquorland was placed on Spotify. I didn't know you could get I don't. Well, I don't see ads on Spotify because I guess I just I, I have it well, running I, through I, I, a I've a wireless Bluetooth. a Bluetooth
1: speaker. Uh, well, no, they read out ads. Um, if you, but I've
0: got the paid version, oh. so. Right. Okay. Yeah, I have too. There you go. So, so, there, I got so Spotify Premium, but yeah, so we don't, premium, I don't, yeah, so I mean, we don't have to. But I, I listen to my own. You know, I make up my own playlists. I didn't. know – Can you just listen to like listen to it as a radio? Um,
1: sort of, oh, no, but even like if you're listening, listening to like your playlist, the, if you don't the have the premium version, if you're listening to your playlist, you know, every third song they'll just throw in an ad um, to oh, okay. irritate you into taking the uh, paid version.
0: There you go. Yeah, I have um, i don't know whether it's the pleasure of, I've, I, but I, I have visited the, um, the facility at which uh, Little Fat Lamb is made, and I've got to say it's even just the brightness of the colour, not even the fact that it's in this great big, you know, Two litre easy goer that we used to call them because um, I think Coca Cola was the first one to come out with that the big fat plastic bottle, um, and so I've just always associated that with you know cheap and nasty sugar delivery systems. Um, but uh, funnily yeah, enough, fat
1: lamb. well see see funnily mm. enough you, you say that Pete and that's your association. You look at those bottles and you think of a party pack of Coke, and that's one of the stories that we're looking on. And it sort of, uh, I mean Emily. Um, Day wrote a piece in the Age that we have linked to in the show notes. Um, yeah, Emily, who's
0: the uh, editor of Froth, Froth
1: Magazine, um, and and she sort of yeah, you know, it's, it's unfair to, to um, link the two, and that's that's very true. But you know, when ABAC, and I think we touched on this last week, but when ABAC looks at, you know, has the ability to appeal to minors, they look at the design in isolation, and as we know, design is only one element of marketing. Um, so, you know, marketing is product price placement, um, you know, promotion, all of those things. Um, and ABAC is putting a lot of focus on the designs as we know to a lot of, uh, brewers, um, you know, cost, but I actually think, and you know, we, we've spoken to a marketing expert who says, you know, they're completely ignoring the fact that everything about little fat lamb um, in terms of those other elements of marketing, is designed to appeal directly to eighteen-year-old uh, drinkers who want to get shit-faced. Um, and there's a couple of little fat lamb, and if you want proof of that, um, there's a couple of little fat lamb appreciation pages on Facebook. And you've got one where there's a kid sitting there with two of those big bottles of uh, little fat lamb um, gaffer taped to his hands, and you know, sort of yeah, you know, settled in for the party. Um and you
0: point out they're they're one point two five liters as
1: well, not one, not two litre. Oh, Yeah, 1.25s. Um yeah.
0: but it's still eight percent.
1: Yeah, and so you know, if if you want evidence of who is picking up that dog whistle of marketing, or you know, who's listening to that dog whistle of marketing, it's the seventeen to eighteen year olds because it's cheap, um, it's sweet, it's strong. You don't you don't have
0: to carry multiple cans and then keep an eye on them. You can just you know, basically it's 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 basically a you know uh, know, a a solid goon bag. As we know, when
1: you open a carbonated drink, um, you it 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 goes flat. So these are a drink that are designed to be drunk. Notwithstanding the size, the one point two five liters. Once you open it, it's designed to be consumed to finish a lot of it. And ABAC should arguably. Be focusing on those things because craft beer—you take away those labels that you know they're finding objectionable. Everything else about the the the, the, the flavor of the beer and the cost of the beer um, is, you know, almost repellent to an eighteen-year-old that just wants to get shit faced. Um So yeah. So anyway, yeah. So, so that was an interesting ruling, and uh, I, I do wonder whether um, and James Omond, um, who I know has put some. Um, Arguments to ABAC on behalf of brewers might even have won a weigh in on whether he thinks that that's something that uh, yeah, might fly in 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 mounting a defence that you know, labeling um, is only one aspect of it.
0: Yeah, exactly. The the key thing I took away from Emily's article, which I think I don't know whether it appeared nationally, but it was in the Age. So certainly online, if you're a subscriber, you could have you could have got access to it uh, around the country. Um, so little fat lamb, which is a I think it's taxed as a cider, isn't it? I don't know whether because it's a fruit a fruit wine because it's over eight percent,
1: and and that's we'll see that's where the eight percent comes Even in. Even though on
0: it. the on the label it says you know um, little fat lamb brewed berry brewed tropical brewed lemon, so it's suggesting that it's brewed.
1: Yeah, I don't know. They, well, they must be getting around because there there are ginger beers that if you make a four percent ginger beer, you're taxed as an alcohol pop. If you make an eight percent ginger beer, you get it's the – it's a fruit
0: wine, so you get the wet
1: tax. You get the wet tax, which is just. just yeah, and it, but it, it it just highlights the really badly conflicted nature of alcohol, and you know, I'm not sort of calling for a lowering of, um, you know, of excise. You know, that's something that industry, various parts of the industry, can argue for. But just the yep. inconsistency, and they're actually creating a system where, you know, through encouraging wine to be cheaper and encouraging um, wine to be stronger. Um, you, you you see these products, and yet beer, which isn't which has actually come full circle and is actually a beverage of moderation, um, is being punished. So anyway, so yeah, yeah, so yeah.
0: And the article, I thought that the takeaway from that was uh, so eight uh, percent, one point two five liter for eight dollars. So it works out at, a, at about a dollar uh, per standard drink. Yep, Again, um, eight dollars appealing she, to kids. Exactly, and so she made the Emily made the. Uh, comparison to the Kellogg's beer, which was the other one that um, was ruled on by by ABAC, um, nine dollars a can for three seventy five mil and it's only six point four percent, so that's one point eight standard drinks. um So the equivalent, eight dollars for your little fat lamb, you would have to spend forty dollars to get the same number of standard drinks in if you bought it in um, in beer. Yep. And so yeah, so the whole point of the article was uh, yeah, as we set out by saying that's yeah, unfairly lumping all of that in. and that's why we just need to be, I guess. Like we say every week, Matt, a little bit careful about um how we how we go about marketing so that we can keep the the power to keep things real in our own hands and not hand it over to government. Because I'll make a complete pig's ear out of it. Or a little lamb's ear. Yeah, and
1: and that's one yeah. of the reasons and I, and I know I bang on a bit you know about the booze and it's become a bit of a joke in the Facebook group and to to our listeners, but the way you refer to something is the way people hear it. Um, and we took it, do we have it in the show notes? I can't remember now. Um, there was the liquor licensing in Queensland where wine, you know, there, there was a situation where a local winemaker um, also has a brewery and he went to a couple of festivals recently. And because of the pig's breakfast of um, Queensland's support, notwithstanding the craft beer strategy, he was able to turn up and sell wine, um, bottles of wine, you know, um, sell you know full glasses of wine and give samples, but he couldn't take under his, under
0: his producer's license. Under his
1: producer's license, but yep. he couldn't take the beers that he'd made um, to the same event because there was no ability for him to do that. He had to give it away in fifty mil samples um, on top of everything else. So, um, yeah, so he's able to recover his costs for the for, for the wine and. When you make those, when you make the arguments um, that these things should be changed, then I've learned from experience: when you speak about beer, people's minds run to a bunch of blokes at the Gabba dressed as Richie Benno, with watermelons on their head, um, making the biggest plastic cup snake. When you mention wine, you think of misty mornings in vineyards with a winemaker lovingly, you know, sort of stroking wood barrels, um, and you, you might not think that has a big effect, but when you are lobbying for a whole range of changes, perception does matter. So, yeah, anyway.
0: Yep. We've bundled uh, up a whole lot of stories. Speaking in of perception, uh, speaking of uh, topics that Matt bangs on about quite a bit, um, the Scottish Brewery in Brisbane uh, readies for opening with new appointments. Uh, yeah, look, uh, well, we covered it this week. They've been very active on social media
1: talking about it. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, interestingly, and look, yeah, go go see it. You, you'll find some very hype-driven um, pieces in the the, the daily papers. Um, but interestingly, uh, I'd heard that they'd appointed a um, a, a long-term Scottish uh, staff member to come down here and do that. And I thought, well, you know, that's interesting. As the operations manager. As the operations manager, and I contacted them three weeks ago. No response. Follow them up, no response. Follow them up, no response. And then it just happened that on Monday I got a um, media release from their newly appointed New South Wales PR firm um, saying, Look, you know, hold this date open and we're going to be putting out a media release tomorrow. And I went, Hold on, champ. You know, I've been asking for some, inf- you know, and you've they've been ignoring the question. And uh, she said, Oh, look, you know, we'll have a media release here tomorrow. Can you just hold off running anything until tomorrow? And I thought, No, look, I'm not can- I've been working on this story for a couple of weeks. Um, you know, I'll I'll just sort of go with what I've got. If you're not going to comment, don't comment. That's fine. Before you know it, suddenly the Korea Mail's released a spoon-fed story, you know, that evening, you know, with a nice photo of Calvin McDonald and things like that, Uh, which, again, like anyone who's dealt with the media or dealt with the world of PR knows that's the way it
0: works. And I'm I'm not sort of criticising about that. Um, It's not that we're trying to get the exclusive, but, I mean, if we've heard, you know, through our channels that so-and-so has been appointed and so-and-so has been appointed and you just, look we're just can we just get clarification on that da, 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 and you get crickets and, and they they ignore it it's a little bit rude to then say well our paid pr company is actually going to tell you what you already know but would you mind if they, would you, mind if you hold, didn't yeah would you mind yeah. holding
1: off until the media release <laughs> well no actually because i i'm a working journalist i don't need the media release to be spoon-fed to me to have a story because you know, we, we spend a lot of time. We actually in, write
0: our stories rather than just cut and paste media releases. Media
1: releases. And if you look at the Brisbane times and I, you know, in the Korean mail, it's pretty much just spoon feed because they, they've got generalist food writers that don't know, you know, they can sort of say it's a 25 hectolitre system and they'll just sort of spoon feed it. They won't know that it's, you know, a change from a 50 hectolitre to um, vessel and what that means and things like that. So anyway, so that's all a long way of saying, look, I don't care what I'll do if, you know, That's what every big brewery does. Um, But the reason that I sort of uh, bring it up is because, you know, I often get, you know, you you always get um, the media release of talking about how BrewDog have pioneered radical transparency, how they're doing it differently and they're sort of fighting against the culture of the big brewers. And you go, well, okay, then be radically transparent. And when a journalist asks a question, tell them. If you're just going to spoon feed the media your story and not um, feed up, then you're not radically transparent. You are big brewery transparent, um, and you, which almost by definition means you're not punk. So, um, and, and that's you know, that's my bugbear with them. They make all of these claims that just don't bear any scrutiny, and so then they avoid scrutiny and then tell you that they're radically transparent. So,
0: they make I good. Speaking of though. transparency, speaking of transparency, Matt. Um, did you know that the um, can sleeves, printed sleeves that you can get can give you transparency, but perhaps add a an independent supporter seal or a independent brewer seal to your existing products? Do you know who you'd call to get one of those? It's Relling's Label Stickers and Packaging, and you can call them on 1300 852 235 to discover a more efficient way to get your small batch canning labels done. They didn't
1: get back to me to tell me how small a font they could use, so how much, uh, you know, how, how much, whether you could put a thousand-word uh, billboard on, but uh, I'm sure they're looking into it because yeah, but, yeah
0: Well, they're, 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 I'm sure that they, they the, uh, unlike the Scottish brewery, I'm sure they will get back to you eventually um, <laughs> as soon as they actually know uh, the answer to that. Now, the other thing, Matt, you, you, you're just skirting around it, the main issue here, you're avoiding it, so I'm going to throw it straight to you, the fire pits.
1: Have they put the fire pits uh, in? Uh, at oh, I made, Brisbane. I, I don't know. There was a uh, there was a bundle of photos that was uh, included with the media release when it finally came that uh, didn't include any additional information, really beyond apart from the menu that basically sounds like the menu of every brew pub in Queensland. Um, and but there was there was a photo, and I saw these funny
0: looking round things that looked... But they they appear to be cylindrical prisms uh, shapes made from bluestone or some sort of it looks like bluestone they, or some sort of you know they they, they looked very they, they
1: looked do a bit like the fire pits that they, they they look like what were fire pits in the original um you know artist renderings that came out back in May. Um, Which presumably um, came
0: from the architect drawings or yeah. the, or the perhaps the, the interior designer, exterior designer, the architect landscape designer. obviously
1: never spent a Brisbane winter um, in in Brisbane and hadn't read the, uh, the, 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 laws. But anyway, so um, I, I was just yeah curious because when the photos came out, they, they did hey, look include, a little bit
0: like fire pits with tabletops on them. Yeah.
1: That have just, <laughs> so you're going, okay. But you, you, I zoomed in and I can't quite see, but there's a perspex and there is a stainless steel thing in the middle that could potentially, you know, be, I don't know. It...
0: Oh, maybe, uh, like, a, you lift that off and there's, like, a, it's a chilled unit that you could put your beers in or something, maybe, to keep it cold? Yeah. But Did you say, was it, because uh, I couldn't, I didn't zoom in on mine, it looked like a like a, a, a tabletop of some sort, but are you suggesting it might be Perspex?
1: Um, well, it looks like a radically
0: transparent top of some... Um, <laughs> Radically transparent Perspex. Yeah. It could be. So, anyway. We'll anyway, see. look, we'll wait and see. Uh, I do know that um, Stone & Wood will be opening their Brisbane brewery fairly soon. Are you heading off? Are you going to pop in there and uh, for the opening?
1: Um, well, it depends when they open because they were talking about opening at the end of August. They had a few issues with the old building. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And there was yeah, various... Uh, Issues with um, construction and yeah, refurbishment, the and the landlord, and yeah, who who had to, who was responsible for fixing uh, stuff that that had turned up. Um, but the other thing that I was going to say was, I'm pretty sure I saw Lou Clat um, post that they're opening up a soft open this Friday. I thought. Now I don't know whether it's tomorrow or next Friday. Oh, ah, okay. Look back through Facebook and see if I can find oh, it. Oh,
1: okay. I'll, I'll jump. I'll, I'll certainly go along and check that out because, uh, if it, well, if it's next week, I can probably go as well. I don't uh, reckon they
0: will have five hits. No. <laughs> no.
1: No. Um, but uh, if it's not next week, then I'll probably be missing it. Just I'll be missing the uh, BrewDog opening because... Uh, i'm packing what? my bags again uh sorry pete i'm, I'm oh. doing this one without you where,
0: where are we going matt
1: where are we going
0: this time <laughs> well i'm going um, it's just we pale <laughs> yeah. oh I, is know, there something you
1: can, can tell sell. me um no well you, you were aware of it vaguely but yeah no this is a yeah, I I, i'm heading off to germany um there's a brow bevial um which is the biggest trade show in the world. Um, And then also heading off to uh, Lille, which is uh, to...
0: Lille, is in France.
1: As in France. It's Um, in
0: the north of of France.
1: North of France, just near Belgium. And uh, yeah, to uh, learn a little bit about yeast and some of the research that's going into yeast there. And then uh, I will be getting to get to Leifman's and... Or is it... It might actually be Rodenbach.
0: And Duval, So uh, if you do get to Rodenbach, can you see if uh, Rudy can um, get your bottle opener? Get your bottle opener. That'd be great. Thanks for that. <laughs> no worries. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, but yeah. Anyway, okay. yeah. that's cool. Well, we'll say yeah. Well, uh, best of luck to um, to our friends at Stone and Wood. If uh, it does look like they're opening before we record and publish our our next uh, podcast, uh, now it's time for. Mailbag. Don't forget, uh, review us on iTunes, or you can send us in an email, or you can uh, respond to a post. I don't know if we're going to count memes yet, Matt. I don't know that we've jumped that Rubicon just yet. I think maybe we'll. We don't want to encourage.
1: No, memes no, no. We 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 we. we don't, I think it's
0: fun to have one every now and then. We don't want to incentivise them, though. No. It's like a yeah, that's right. It's like a um, you know barrel aged barley wine. I, I don't mind one every now and then, but it's not what I want to see you know on the table every week. Um, So you can join our Facebook group, just search for uh, Radio Brews News and you might be asked to use the word, the password, which is soapbox. Um, And thanks to our very good friends at Beer Cartel. Not only will you receive a stunning collectible uh, Brews News bottle opener, but you'll also go into the draw to win a mixed six pack of good Australian independent beer from our very good friends at Beer Cartel who sponsor our letter of the week. A couple of comments this week, Matt, as we move on and wind things up from Ben Chuck Stewart. Um, can I just say crispy boys is my new favorite internet phrase. Thanks Dave. And I assume that's a reference to Dave Padden from uh, Akasha Brewing. It absolutely who was has popularized the, the, the term crispy boys.
1: Well, yeah, I think it's been around for a while, but he was okay. sort of talking about them. So yeah. Yeah. But
0: uh, did, did, what's your understanding? What's, what's a crispy boy, Matt?
1: Well, as Dave said, he thinks it's actually the beer. So I think it was initially, you know, the, you know, like there was the hazy boys, um, it, it, because this is B-O-I-S, isn't it? Yeah, which is
0: Crispy was, boys. You know, it's sort of the... So you're going to France, so you, would it be crispy bois? <laughs> now, bois uh, was, is to drink. So uh, je bois means I have thirst. So bois, I think, is is drink. It's like the, the drinks list versus the food list. If you say so. Yeah. But anyway, crispy boys. Let's make it a thing, if it's not already. Wayne well, Wheatley. It, it, it absolutely is. Yeah, Wayne Wheatley, also, who posted on the the story about the pirate life ABAC ruling, uh, commented, don't see why anyone could be upset by somebody retrieving a can from the ocean. They're worth 10 cents. Environmentally friendly, in my eyes. <laughs> fair, fair call. Fair Although, call. things get a little bit pear-shaped when uh, you then try to take them down to your earn and return and burn and tear your hair out, CDS return things that seem to be, Matt, um... In the news a little bit this week with brewers copping a bit of a spray from uh, some people who have loaded up the the Ford territory with uh, empties and then had them all spat back out at them because brewers don't know what they're doing.
1: Yeah, well, do they know what they're doing, or is there a is there an issue? And you know, our, our wonderful Claire Burnett um, has been uh, approaching. Um, the uh, EPA in New South Wales and sort of trying to get some details because there's been rumblings that there's been an extension of the um, trial or the demo because there are problems. But then when we contacted them, we were told there were no problems. And I just said, oh, hold on, sport. Um, you can't, you know what? You jump you don't on face all the problems just by saying there are no problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How about a little bit of radical transparency and uh, sort of answer our questions? Because how about
0: just put your hand up, stand up on the milk crate with your decks around your ankles, and say we stuffed up. The scheme is a pig's ear.
1: Actually, does does one of any of our New South Wales listeners, if you are going to claim, um, if you can, you know, even just shoot a short, um, you know, iPhone video um, showing what happens? Because in Queensland, I don't. I'll be honest. I just recycle my cans. I put them in recycling. Um, we, have a,
0: yeah, we have a really great system down here, too, of, of curbside recycling, so there's no, there's no need for us to – I mean, it probably yeah. all ends up in landfill anyway at the moment, thanks to well, the government, but anyway.
1: Yeah, I, I don't see any cans left in parks and things like that, which is another thing. You know, wine is excluded from the CDS, which is different. But anyway, um, yeah, but if anyone wants to – if you're taking some cans, if you want to um, sort of just show – hold up the craft beer can, Show yourself uh, putting it in there, and then you know, we'll organize to get that off you because I wouldn't mind showing that to the uh, New South Wales government and sort of saying, um, You know, you said that there's not a problem, and, here's uh, your and problem you see what comes. in video form, but anyway, um, so yeah, so, so that's the story we're working on. Uh, we'd love to hear your tips, uh, with, and, and thank you to the people who are sending tips. You know, as, as you know, um, the, the best tips that we get are please don't quote me on this,
0: um, yeah, but, don't use my name, but yeah. Uh, but Wayne Wheatley didn't hear this from
1: on the Pirate Life story, and I thought that was, uh, you know, I, I thought that was quite funny. Um, yeah, and that's, so that's worthy of the uh, uh, the uh, letter of the week. Letter of the week. So Wayne, if you want to, if you're a listener and not just a uh, lurker in the Facebook group, um, please send us your email and uh, or your, your postal address, and we'll get a six pack of some of Australia's finest uh, craft beer, guaranteed to. Uh, pass through the New South Wales Container
0: Deposit Scheme.
1: Asterix may not be guaranteed to pass through the New South Wales Container Scheme.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Picture may differ from actual experience. (laughs) It's not what it necessarily uh, says on the brochure. Uh, And I'm sure that some of those beers that you will receive, Wayne, will um, have used Malt in uh, the production of that. And I'm sure some of them will be wrapped in um, labels produced by Rellings Labels and Stickers. And they can actually they, do labels, so I think they yeah. can
1: do your beer bottles as well, not just cans. That's
0: so if you, you want to
1: be old school, or if you want to be ahead of the next wave of trend, get your beer in glass. <laughs> this was not Here a paid go. announcement. No, not at all. No, it was more an observation on the fickle nature of faddishness in, in <laughs> Exactly. Hey, actually, exactly. I, I, I don't know... <laughs> Um, it was something that probably wouldn't have passed muster on Brews News just because it raised a couple of flags. But I, I don't know whether you saw it. James Parent, who is an absolute dead set legend. Um, he works From for Stonewood.
0: Stone yeah, he's been on a couple of our panels at the Cryer Malt Trade Hub at... Um uh, be at Beer Deluxe during Good Beer Week. Indeed, and talking about, you know, environment and... and environment, so
1: sustainability with, and, and... They're going for B Corp certification as well, you know, again, you know, the next three years, all of this sort of stuff. But it was it was quite interesting that he gave a presentation at BrewCon talking about, you know, kegs versus bottles versus cans and said that um, cans came out vaguely, you know, just ahead. Um, in terms of, you know, there wasn't too much difference between bottles and cans. And I'd have to go back and look at the full details, but there there was, it was a it was, it was
0: a lot closer than I thought it was going to be, I must admit, when I saw the, the numbers. Yeah. And this is like in terms of its carbon footprint or its uh, environmental friendliness and sustainability kind of rating.
1: And, and, and that presentation was done, uh, you know, just after Stone & Wood had sort of really put, you know, expanded their can range. <laughs> but then there was a... Um, a, a sponsored post on uh, beer and brewer this week, um, in which he was quoted spreaking the benefits of glass. Um, you know, for OI, because it was a paid by OI glass, um, who obviously are getting their you know lunch eaten a little bit by cans these days, and sounds undeservedly so. But yeah, I just thought it was an interesting. Um, yeah, given that he was yeah, it was it was an, it was an interesting um, paid sponsorship by oi
0: glass mm, but, certainly i'd look with interest to see what happens next in terms of the yeah the battle between bottle and can but yeah i i, I would have asked as an editor if i'd
1: been paid the you know an ad's an ad you sort of run it because everyone knows that it's it's an ad but as an editor i would have been asking a few additional questions just to sort of clarify some of those you know the presentation but that's
0: yeah anyway let's wrap it up for this week matt for um Jeez, 243 episodes. Uh, Mate, I I did a count um, this week, and,
1: you know, considering in the first year, you know, maybe we made four or five podcasts, um, this year we're on track for something like, uh, just for our regular scheduled programming, uh, something like 90 episodes of the podcast. So that's episode 243 that's just of Beer as a Conversation, if you include the- No, that's just a Good Brews Week. Uh, good Brews Week, then we've got as many, but then we've also got all of the bonus content that we've put out. Um, so yeah, is, you if you, we, we do run paid ads seamlessly uh, most of the time, um, and you know, sorry that you have to sit through them, um, but it does make, you know, creating 90 to 100 episodes of- content that you seem to value uh, worthwhile um exactly but we do thank you for people who do chip in a little bit here and there um for some beer money and uh you know for mics and things like that and we do appreciate uh you guys as well and you can find out how you can do that in the show notes
0: exactly uh for all that and more go to either the australian brews news website or the radio brews news uh facebook group page For all that and more, and we'll see you all again next week. Thank you very much to Crime Malt, to Beer Cartel, and to Relling's Label Stickers and Packaging for uh, making all this possible. All right, Matt, take care, and uh, I'll speak to you next week. And uh, to all of our listeners, we'll see you all again uh, next week for the next episode of Good Brews Week. I've been your host, Pete Mitchum. He's been Matt Kierkegaard. Together we've been Good Brews Week. Thanks very much for listening, and we're out.
1: And thanks to our good friends at Beer Cartel, the Letter of the Week will receive a mixed six-pack of Australian craft beer. When Brews News cast and crew are buying online, we buy at Beer Cartel. We love hearing your thoughts on the stories we cover, because beer is a conversation.